This is a Fubar Radio podcast. Go to fubarradio.com for more details. Back row and chill with Johanna James and Noel Clark on Fubar Radio. Back row and chill with Johanna James and Noel Clark on Fubar Radio. Oh my gosh, straight out of Compton. Listen. Clark is flying solo today. Johanna James is not here. So now now I kind of know what it feels like. I know what it feels like to, to kind of go solo. But listen, so first things first. Firstly, I just want to say fuck the weather because it was sunny outside. I get on the train and all of a sudden I come out pouring with rain. So that's the first thing I want to say. Secondly, I'm supposed to be doing this show with Shanika Warren Marklin. But typically, typically in diva fashion, Shanika Warren Marklin is late. So... So that that's that's the next thing. Right now, before they're just fiddling with the camera in here, it's it's winding me up. Before we go on to anything else, we have a competition. There's a competition that we are hosting on Fubar Radio, Back Row and Chill, Johanna James and Noel Clark as always. And this competition for you guys is to win wait for it. Is to win Wonder Woman goodies, a prize bundle. So this prize bundle includes gauntlets and a tiara and a keyring. Right, so so I mean, who doesn't want a tiara? You know, you can you can wear it yourself. You can let your missus wear it, or your or your fella wear it. You know, there's gauntlets, which are, are, are fancy names for bracelets, and a keyring to adorn your keys and make them special Wonder Woman keys. I mean, that sounds brilliant. All you have to do is go to Fubar Radio's Twitter page at Fubar Radio, uh, give them a follow if you're not following them already, which you should be, and retweet the picture that they are posting right. Now, retweet that picture that they're posting right now and uh, at Fubar's Twitter, at Fubar Radio, uh, and make sure you're following them, and you could win these Wonder Woman goodies. Wonder Woman goodies. Tiara, gauntlets, and a key ring. Um, and that was straight out of Compton by, of course, NWA. Now, if you guys have not seen that film, you need to see that film. That is an absolutely brilliant film, and, of course, based upon the life and times of NWA, who made brilliant music. It has been a great week for film uh the Cannes film festival has just finished and also we've had lots of new films uh that are going to be released this week uh some of the films that are going to be released this week are of course we've got we've got baywatch baywatch director seth gordon i've no idea who that is uh starring Dwayne the rock johnson zach abdominal efron uh priyanka chopra and a bunch of other people now now I, I used to watch Baywatch when I was a kid. I used to watch Baywatch with David Hasselhoff and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, it was, uh, I don't know if you guys did. If you used to watch Baywatch, please do email in. Uh, I mean, email in to chill at foobarradio.com. That is chill at foobarradio.com. Um, I used to watch Baywatch and I thought it was a pretty decent but rubbish show, if you know what I mean. One of those shows that you watch kind of like, but it wasn't great. Especially when you rewatch it when you're older, but I was kind of excited for the film. I thought oh, this is going to be cool. They're going to make it, you know, quite uh, thrilling and blah 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 blah. And they're going to save lives in the water. And my understanding is that it's a comedy. So I'm not really sure how I feel about that. I'm not really sure how I feel about the, my love for Baywatch being mocked and turned into a comedy. But Zac Efron has a good body. He, he's getting close to a Clark type body. Um, the Rock is also getting arms as good as, uh, uh, almost as good as mine. So I'm happy for these guys, and um, I think it hasn't done too well in America. I think it's not doing too well in America at the moment, and I don't really know what it's going to do here. But if you like that sort of thing and you want to see The Rock and Zac Efron with their tops off, Baywatch 
is out. Also, Wonder Woman. Uh, Wonder Woman 3D, it says, but does anyone really care about 3D anymore? I don't know. I don't. I definitely don't. Um, uh, messes up my eyes. Wonder Woman is out. Now, I'm super excited about this film. Um, DC never seemed to get any films right. I- I'm sorry, DC. I'm a big comic book fan. I used to read comics. You guys do not get any films right. Um, you got the, ba- the first two Batman films right with Christian Bale. That's because Nolan did them. And by the third one, I think he was kind of bored because honestly, mm, I'm not mm, the third one. I'm not sure. Um, Superman. I love Superman. Film wasn't good. Batman vs Superman not good. Uh, so Green Arrow not good. Uh, sorry, not Green Arrow. Uh, that's a TV show Green Lantern Ryan Reynolds not good so but I'm excited about this I'm excited about Wonder Woman I've heard it's good I'm hoping DC can finally get on the same path uh, with the same skills as Marvel because I think their films are a lot better even though DC does television a lot better so Wonder Woman Wonder Woman go see Wonder Woman Uh, another film that's out is also Daughters of the Dust. Now, this is an alternative thing, um, but I think it's something that you know people should should take a look at. It is um, uh, a film um, that is kind of it, you know it broke new ground with black women on screen and inspires filmmakers audiences alike. It seems like it's more of a a, a documentary type movie. I'm a bit confused here because I've not actually seen this. Um, but anyway, alternative viewing Daughters of the Dust. I've no idea what it is to be honest, but go check that out. Other interesting news this week is the Cannes Film Festival. As we know, the Cannes Film Festival came out and there was a lot of exciting things going on there. Um, We, interestingly, had a weird sort of irony in the film festival because I think this is important. Jessica Chastain, who is a wonderful actress, someone that everyone should respect, one of the best actresses in the world, um, said she found the portrayal of women at the Cannes Film Festival disturbing. Um, and I think what she means by disturbing was she she was on the jury this year, so she watched 20 films in 10 days, which is sometimes what you have to do when you're in a jury, and she felt like the representation of women was not, was not good. Um, the women, there wasn't enough women in the stories, and of course when the women were in the stories, they weren't provocative enough, they didn't have their own agency, and they just reacted to the men around them, and didn't really have their own point of view. And I think um, if that really is the case in 2017, then more needs to be done, but I think we kind of know that already. Uh, So the irony, of course, is that then, and I wouldn't say this was because of those comments, but then the person who won Best Director of course, at Cannes Film Festival was Sofia Coppola. Sophia Coppola. She was awarded the jury award, um, making her the first female to do so since 1961. So sisters doing it for themselves, man. Like, I think that's a disgrace that she's the first woman since 1961. But I think what's probably happened is because of what Jessica Chastain is saying is there is not enough women that are getting to make films at the level that are seen in the Cannes Film Festival and I don't know what we do about that I really don't know what we do about that apart from the obvious of saying well let's give more women a chance I mean you want people to be good enough not just be given opportunities for no reason but at the same time if women are not getting opportunities then they need to get opportunities um this leads me on to another interesting thing um, which happened recently too, which was of course Emma Watson, who won the MTV Award for Best Actor um, said that acting categories shouldn't be, we talked about this last week, acting categories or the week before acting categories shouldn't be separated between men and women, there should just be Best Actor 
and then best supporting actor and you know a man or woman should be able to get that let me start out by saying i love emma watson i really do um i think she's done really well she's flying and stuff like that and i love where she's going with this idea I think equality is something that we all want. I definitely know that if I had a daughter, I'd want her to grow up feeling that she could achieve anything and do anything and, and all that. Um, here's the issue with that. Currently, roles in the UK are seven to one. For every one role that a woman gets, seven men get a role. So if you suddenly take away two awards from the awards categories, as in... You don't have best actor and best actress. You only have best actor or best performance and one person get it. And you only have best supporting and one person get it. I mean, I'm surely you're narrowing the odds of women winning awards because most of the juries are men. Most of the memberships are men. And so how would, if suddenly you had Casey Affleck and all those guys at the Oscars up against or the women at the Oscars, seven to one with only five nominations how many you might not even get enough you might not even get enough nominations for the women so i love what emma watson's doing i think it's a really great great thing that she's saying and uh but i just think we should be wary of you know it's, it's fine for her because she has millions of dollars she's she's got her award she's up there winning awards i just i i don't want women to be frozen out um and i think that if you had two less awards, there's a high chance that women would be frozen out completely, and I don't want that to happen. I love so for me right now, I'm I'm all for keeping four awards. Um, just got an email in here. Hi Noel, this is my first time listening to your show. Already really enjoying it. I find it interesting what you're saying about Wonder Woman and Jessica Chastain. Who are your favourite female actors that are currently working in the UK? I'm a big fan of Gemma Arterton and Rosamund Pike. Stacy from Stacy in Birmingham. Um, thank you, Stacy. Glad that you're listening. Um, well, Jessica Chastain is one of my favourite female actresses, definitely. Um, also, Amy Adams. Amy Adams, I think. Uh, and Jennifer Connelly. I absolutely love Jennifer Connelly. I had a crush on her from when she was in Labyrinth. You should look that film up, Stacey. Probably too young to remember Labyrinth. But she did a film called Labyrinth when she was when 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 I was in my teens, I think. And I used to crack them out over Jennifer Connelly, man, like massively. Massively. I probably like... like Eight billion kids have been gone of mine because of Jennifer Connelly. Um, so yeah, she's absolutely fantastic. And as I've got older, uh, I've just loved everything she's done. You know, she was in a beautiful mind. I think she won an Oscar for that. One of her best performances was Wrecking for a Dream. So you should look up Jennifer Connelly and her stuff. Ignore uh, Incredible Hulk. Just pretend that didn't happen. Um, but other than that, she's absolutely fantastic actress. Uh, female actors working in the UK. Hmm. Olivia Coleman. I think we have to go there. Um, young people, Ella Purnell. Ella Purnell, great actress. Um, and yeah, I think uh, I think also I quite like Rosamund Pike as well. Uh, and Emily Blunt. I mean, she doesn't. She's kind of working more US, but Emily Blunt is an absolute ledge. So I think uh, those are those are my ones. Thank you, Stacey. Um, right. So that's me for the minute. I think we are going to go to a little bit of music now. In the meantime, I'm going to wait for Shanika and cuss her the fuck out when she gets here late. Back won't you? Foo Bar Radio presents Sarah Love and My Stiggy. 
Josh, welcome to the studio. You've started something called Rise Up. I have, yeah. We're just trying to reach out to young people in the UK and trying to get them to register. Only 40% of young people are voting right now. Why do you think young people need to vote? A lot of the policies that are happening at the moment, they're kind of favouring the people that do vote. They're not treating young people very well in this country and it's because they don't vote. So if you, if you ain't making yourself heard, then whoever's in power ain't going to take any notice of you. Every Monday, Sarah Love and my Stiggy. From 4pm, FUBAR Radio. Yo, that was AJ Tracy and fighting from a film called Brotherhood. I'm quite partial to that film. If you've not seen it, you should get out and see it. And that is one of the best tracks on the soundtrack. AJ Tracy, produced by my man Maniac. You got you got to watch the film, uh, get the soundtrack, listen to that track. Speaking of AJ Tracy, before I get into some more film news, um, he's recently been posting on his uh, and talking about the trailer we just had there about voting. AJ Tracy's been posting about voting, and you you young people out there listening, you definitely need to get voting. And you need to vote because that election's coming up. And you mean you look at you look at these people like Theresa May. You look at her. How does she relate to you? She don't give a fuck. She doesn't give a fuck. Like get voting, go out and put your voice, make your voice heard, make your voice heard. Anyway, that was because of AJ Tracy and him doing that and the link and blah blah blah. My mind goes on tangent sometimes. Anyway, back to film news. So, so David Lynch, David Lynch, creator of uh, of um, uh, Watching Magic, Twin Peaks reckons that movie trailers are really harmful. So he's been saying this recently. He says movie trailers are really harmful. You know, these days, movie trailers basically tell the whole story. I think it's really harmful. For me personally, I don't want to know anything when I go into the theatre. I like to discover it and get into the world and get a good picture as possible, no interruptions. Um, So he's basically saying that when trailers come out, they spoil the movie and that shouldn't be happening. Now, here's the thing. You're David Lynch. You're David Lynch, mate. People are going to watch your stuff anyway. You created Twin Peaks. You're going to people are going to watch your stuff. You can have your trailer as obscure as you want it to be because people are going to go and see David Lynch work. Other people, David Lynch, like me, need trailers to encourage people to go see our work. So please don't sit on your high horse talking about trailers being really harmful. I'm in agreement that I don't want anything spoiled. I don't want to go there and know the whole plot and know all the surprises and all the twists and turns. But if I don't see a trailer that tells me something, how do I know I want to go and see the movie? So David Lynch needs to chill the fuck out and basically keep making his stuff that people want to see. He doesn't need trailers because he's already a ledge and he can do that. But you know what? Other people need trailers. And as long as they are not spoiling too, 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 too much... I think we should have movie trailers. And of course, since the studios are the studios and they're not going to listen to anyone anyway, trailers are going to keep happening. So that very soon we have um, Gareth O'Connor in the studio. He'll be coming in very soon. And he is a wonderful actor that is starring in Danny and the Deep Blue Sea. So we're going to be talking to Gareth very shortly. Um, Another thing that's happened in the world of film because this is a film show in case you didn't know and keep emailing me questions if you've got any more like Stacey did is actress Chloe Grace Moretz Uh, for those of you who don't know she played Hit Girl in the film Kick-Ass and Kick-Ass 2 and is there a I think they were going to do a Hit Girl movie at some point I don't know if that's still happening Um, we'll have to ask Mark Miller somebody tweet him and ask him um but anyway, she is starring in a new animated film called Red Shoes and the Seven Dwarfs. <clears throat> and recently they put the poster out and it featured a tall, slim Red Shoes, who is, I guess, um, Snow White, uh, but they're calling her Red Shoes. And then, it, it, and then next to it had a short, 
chubby red shoes and the poster said tagline poster said what if snow white was no longer beautiful and the seven dwarfs were not so short now there's been outrage about this outrage and the reason there's been outrage is because suddenly they're saying that being short and chubby means you are less beautiful um and people have been chiming in chloe grace moret's got a lot of backlash on twitter on this um uh the company have been really lambasted with tweets and, and ugly and ugly uh, comments and you know one user said speaking of misogynistic and body shaming publicity in cans so what so what does being less thin and tall equal being less beautiful uh, tess holiday who's a plus-size model said how did this get approved by an entire marketing team why is it okay to tell young kids that being fat equal ugly equals ugly um, I gotta say, I'm with I'm with these guys. I'm with these guys, um, and who doesn't bit like a bit of junk in the trunk? You know what I'm saying? I like I like a big girl. We all need love. Uh, I like a skinny girl. Too. Hey, I just like girls. Like, let's not even go there. But I'm talking about this is not fair. You can't be telling young children that suddenly if they're chubby that they're not they're not beautiful or they're less beautiful. That's not fair. And so, anyway, the fans made enough noise and Chloe Moretz made enough noise that this marketing campaign was pulled immediately. So your voices were heard. Uh, one of the film producers apologized on CNN and said this advertising campaign has been terminated immediately. You know, and I think, you know, they're trying to say that there's a, a, a film about empowering women. But then the poster clearly looks like it's saying if you are short and chubby, that you suddenly are less beautiful than being tall and thin. And that is just not right. And I'm glad that the marketing campaign was pulled and they should be absolutely ashamed. But if the film is about empowering women, I hope that the film kind of recovers and finds a good audience um, and they should donate some of their earnings to body shaming uh, to any charities that deal with uh, people that have you know, self-harmed and all that due to body shaming and blah, 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 blah. Um, that's what they should do. Um, and you should tell them to do that. Um, I think that, uh, yeah, it needs to stop. Needs to stop. Uh, we've had another email in. All right. Hey, Noel, you know you were saying about trailers. Yes, I know. I said it five minutes ago, but thank you. You were... Uh, how do you feel about spoilers on the internet? Sometimes I can't help myself looking for stuff online if I'm excited about a new film coming out. I really like the show, by the way. You're pretty honest about things. From Steve. Thank you, Steve, my man. Thank you, Steve. Uh, I respect you for sending me that email. Um, so I think spoilers on... Okay, here's the thing. I don't like spoilers online either, but... If I'm super excited about something and I decide to go and watch a spoiler, then that's cool. Because if you're so excited by a film that you're going to go and watch the film anyway, then it, it really doesn't matter if you watch a spoiler because you're seeking it out. And I, but I think anytime people put spoilers up, they need to tell people this contains spoilers as, you know, as become famous now, quotation mark, spoiler alert. You know, that's that's kind of a, a thing now, isn't it? So I really don't mind them, Steve, because I'm, I'm with you, man. If I if there's a film that I'm super excited about, I, I can't help myself. I like might go a little sneaker spoiler and have a look um, because I, I think I think I want I, I, I'm, I'm a fan of that film and I want to see. And, and also trailers don't bother me. But I think. If if people are just getting spoiled unfairly, then that's not that's not right. But if you seek it out, then hey, fair play, fair play to you. So thanks for Steve for sending that email. Right. So now, coming up, right now, we have Gareth O'Connor is going to come in the studio in a minute. He's going to come in and talk about Danny and the Deep Blue Sea. So he is just arrived, I understand, and the 
the producers and my underlings and my minions are scurrying around to to procure, procure him. And what are we doing? Are we playing a music? We're gonna we're gonna play a music. This is what I call it now, a music. We're gonna play another bit of music. This is a track. Now bear in mind, it's me today, so this is all hip hoppy stuff. And all these tracks that I'm playing have been in films. So the first one, Straight Out Compton, of course, was Straight Out Compton. AJ Tracy was in Brotherhood, and now we have coming up right now. We have what do we have? What do we have? Whisper it to me. We have Fight the Power, Public Enemy. And this was in the movie Do the Right Thing by Spike Lee. So check it out. Fight the Power. Back road show. Back row and chill. Johanna James and Noel Clark on Fubar Radio. Man, oh man. Fight the Power. Public Enemy from the classic, classic film from... Uh, great, yeah, no, I know, I know. Just telling me, to, I know. Do the. I was going to say from a great. I say he was great. He was greater than he is right this minute. But I still love him. Do the right thing, Spike Lee. Anyway, right now, we have Gareth O'Connor in the studio. Hello, hello, sir. How are you? I'm very well. Woo! Yay! Clap, 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 clap. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm flying solo today. I don't usually push the buttons and stuff. It's kind no. of, you know, I have a co-host and she does all the stuff and I'm kind of... She's like the straight man and then I come in and chime in. But now, today, I'm flying solo. Shall I be your straight man? You can be. I'll do my best. But you're kind of lucking out because this is really the A-team. Like, this is the A-team right here. <laughs> you know what I mean? As in M-E, team me. Yeah, team This is the A-team. Right. Tell me, sir, you are in, starring in Danny and the Deep Blue Sea. Yes. Which is a, a play. Mm-hmm. Tell me what this play is all about and tell our listeners what it is all about. Yeah, it's a play by John Patrick Shanley and it's about two New Yorkers in the Bronx um, that have... A, a huge amount of difficulty communicating um, they're just you know Danny fights Roberta she uh, she sort of she expressed herself in other ways and they just they find it very difficult to express their emotions which I'm sure people can relate to in uh, this yeah. day and age um, so they meet in this bar and they realise that there's something about each other that they sort of see in each other Yeah, and it means that it sort of creates this big sort of tornado between these two people, these very strong personalities. Yeah. And we just see their story over, you know, 80 minutes and see them. And what's the period of time in 80 minutes for the play, but what's the period of time in the, uh, is it, it live, well, is it, it live was, real time? Yeah, it was set in, uh, it was originally written in the 80s. So it's yeah. sort of any time, but we are, we do feel like when we're putting touches to it there is a bit of 80s to it sure, um, sure. but it is a sort of any time these two people could be from yeah and set over how long a week uh, it's or? oh just over two day period right right so they meet in the bar and then you know uh, I don't want to uh, spoil too yeah, much of course, but, you yeah. know they move around um, and then it sort of all culminates on the on the second day yeah um, when uh, their heads are a little clearer Okay, cool. Yeah. And for two people that are, are, are seem socially awkward, I'm mm. guessing a, a bar is a very social place to be. Is there a? It's true. Well, in in this case, Roberta goes there just to get out of her house, just yeah. to get out of her head. Um, and Danny is just sort of looking for. He almost is still looking for a fight. He's just been in a fight, so he yeah. comes in. He walks into this bar, and he's this big presence. Um, he's been, you know, he's all cut up. His yeah. jacket's been torn, um, and he he sits down and so you just you're just looking at these two people yeah. sat 
and there's already a story sort of brewing in your own head. You're sure. wondering who these two people are, yeah. and like it's a great image at the beginning of the play, and then they just go right into it. Sounds amazing. How yeah. do you, how do you find playing Roberta with the beard and everything? Like oh, that? I know. Uh, <laughs> I, I just bring the I, I piss the voice up a little bit higher. Oh man, I love it. <laughs> so how is <laughs> sorry, man? You know, I'm just like that's how all right, is, man. Uh, how is how is it playing, Danny? How do you do you do you find I'm um, having done plays myself. I have an Olivier, by the way. I just thought I'd throw that in there. Oh, know, that's, I do. That's I do beautiful. actually have one. It's just right here in my bag. Yeah, let me see. Yeah. Oh, it's it's gorgeous. Thanks, man. It's just it's sort of bigger than a normal Olivier, actually. It's well, you know, black don't you know. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, sir, how do you find when you play in a character like Danny? You know, because obviously I've been on stage, and you know, it can change every night depending on the audience. But mm -hmm. how, what's your process for young actors that are listening, or people that are kind of like, cool, man? I'd you know, I'd love to be in a play. Like, what's what's your process for channeling channel, channeling Danny before you go on stage or during the play? And how do you use the audience to change your performance nightly? Well, the first first thing is that we've just got an amazing director Courtney Larkin is just incredible sure. she she came in from the first day um, and she just knows his play you know back to front and she just looks at it with new eyes every time and every time we run it there's something else that she just sees in it and it's yeah. always it's always the right direction it's always a more interesting route to go yeah so she's amazing so she's um, collaborative like if you come up with ideas she'll be definitely oh, yeah, yeah she's you know she's really easy to work with and she's just you know, but she's the voice. She's I, I trust her implicitly. Yeah, Everything she says, I just know she's. It's coming from a place of knowledge. She just she's not just going out on a whim. You yeah, know? yeah. Of um, course. And also, I've got uh, Megan Lloyd Jones to play across from, and she's just fantastic, phenomenal, just yeah. a, a insane energy, and yeah. you know, wonderful actress. But the preparation is just learn the lines. You yeah. know, learn the lines. Come in, be open to um, figuring out who the character is, and trying to f you know give yourself an idea of why he says these things yeah. because the lines are there the, yeah. you know, the play doesn't change every night it stays the same so you need to ask yourself well, why is he saying this why yeah. is he saying it this way why, why did he just ignore what she said and move on yeah. to something else and then you're talking about the intentions behind all your lines and that's what Courtney's amazing at she just yeah. she, she's very good at saying well you know why and do you um, do you obviously we're in the moment you know again mm. having been on stage I kind of dig it I know it but do you sometimes react to the audience because you know there's times I was doing a play once and I was like kind of the bad guy and I did something and I was like, <gasps> and I was like in my head I was like yeah and then I, I kind of edged it up more than I had done the night before like do you kind of it is a bit of a pit you can fall into and I have especially the first couple of nights and that's why it's good to have a couple of previews before you do your opening yeah. night and stuff because so you know because it's very rare that you would have had an audience watch it yeah. so you come in you say something and this play it's really funny surprisingly enough as dark as it is it's got some really rough themes in it but it's very funny because John Patrick Shanley's um, his dialogue is just amazing yeah. so you come in for the first time a few people laugh and it's very difficult to not sort of, yeah. you know, oh, this is funny. Yeah, because you, you have to make sure you don't, w the next night, a different audience, you have to make sure you don't, you're not waiting you for the laugh. You can't expect it. You can't expect it. doesn't happen. Yeah, that's can, right. People can see it on your face. Because you audiences, know? I think people don't realize this, like the listeners, audiences change nightly. I mean, mm -hmm. we know, people know that the, the people change nightly, but the reactions change nightly, don't yeah, they? Yeah. It's not the same, is it? It's, it's crazy. It's like we've had shows where... Because this is the uh, second iteration of this. We yeah. did it uh, back in April. Yeah. Um, but we wanted to take it to a bigger stage. And the first time around, there would be nights where you just didn't hear a peep. Nothing. And you think... And it was like, you know, busy crowd. Yeah. It's like, is, are we just not on tonight? Yeah. I don't understand. And your ego can kick in. And you can say, well, maybe yeah. I need to push a little harder. But you have to say no. No. Step back and 
then it always seems to turn out that people were just listening people were just really intently listening and it's weird though isn't it because like you feel like it might be one person but it's kind of a a group dynamic if there's if there's a few people that are a certain way mm-hmm. it kind of washes over the whole audience and that night they might just be quiet yeah and you go back you're like man they were quiet today all it takes is one person to laugh and then everything the whole yeah, dynamic exactly changes exactly and so tell 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 me when and where is this play on because it sounds great Danny and the Deep Blue Sea where can people see this it is on if we open on Tuesday this Tuesday which is June the 6th June the 6th yeah. and we run till the 24th of June at the Old Red Line Theatre where is in, that where it's is in it? Islington Islington near, nearest tube is Angel great 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 um, so hear that guys yeah. from June 6th to June 24th um, the Old Red Line Theatre in Islington that's yeah. fantastic, and and yourself, what's 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 happening for you, man? This is really exciting doing. Well, this, this play. has taken over my life at the moment. Yeah. So, yeah, it's amazing to think that this you know a handful of pages fell on my lap. How um, long ago? Fifteen months ago. Wow. And to think that now I'd be sort of yeah. This is all I've been thinking about for the last you know six months. So yeah, yeah. Just trying to get it back on again. But uh, that's pretty. That's been me for the last while I do a bit of voiceovers yeah. I do yeah. you know you have a very sultry stuff. voice sir oh thank you very much I love the accent as well <laughs> love the accent I've been practicing well. it for a very long time so uh, <laughs> yeah, I I can, how, how long sir uh, uh, 29 years oh great oh he's a, he's a young he's a youngster 29 Oh, to be 29. Beautiful young man. Oh, to be 29 oh, thank again. Thank you so much. I turned 30 this month. Oh, dude. Come and see Danny and the Deep Blue Sea. Go and see Danny and the Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> when do you birthday. turn 30? 29th of June. T- well, the show will be technically over, yeah. but, but go and see it. Change your mind. Go and see it before that. 30, <laughs> you know, 30, these are going to be your best years, bro. I can't wait. I promise you. Like it, I remember when I was turning 30, it's kind of like, oh, man. But I promise you, 30 to 40 will be your best years. It's where you, it's where you kind of find yourself. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I'm going to take your word for it. I'm telling you, man, I'm there. I want my money back if... You know. No, man, you can come to me. I'll, by that point, I'll be 50. I'll be like, dude, I don't know what the fuck I said when I was 40. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, man, you, you'll love it. It's, it's, you find yourself and you get better in every aspect and you, you're active. You, whatever you do, you kind of find yourself and you get better. So I do it. So. But I hope this, this, Danny in the Deep Blue Sea starring Gareth O. Connor, I hope this is the start of all of that stuff for you. Thank you very much. And uh, I look forward to, I might not see it, I have three kids, I get very busy. That's okay. But I look forward to our listeners definitely coming to see it if I can't go and see it and commenting on it. And I wish you all the luck in the world, buddy. Thank you very much. Yeah. And we will speak to you anon sometime in the future. See you again. Right. Thanks, guys. Now, guys, man, that was Gareth O'Connor. He's still sitting here. Right now, we are going to probably play, I'm going to play another song. I'm going to play another song and this again because I'm on this movie thing. I'm on this movie thing this week. Obviously, it's a movie show. This song um, is from a film called Men in Black by a little known uh, from a film called Men in Black uh, and it's a song called Men in Black starring and this song's by a little known artist called William Smith. I hope you enjoy it, guys. Back around chill. Oh my jeez Men in Black William Smith You guys might have heard of him uh, I love that tune I love that tune The film's actually good too Part 2 was terrible But part 3 was also great With Josh Brolin um, So check those out If you haven't seen them I'm just I love films man I just love films uh, We've got a couple more uh, Comments here Teresa 
on Twitter. I remember when I was little. She doesn't speak, sound like this, by the way. This is my voice. I remember when I was little, growing up, to watch Wonder Woman and the Bionic Man. They were my favorite TV shows. Well, thank you, Teresa. They were very good. Actually, Bionic Man was pretty good. I'm surprised. Mm, it's interesting. The Bionic Man, they haven't made a film of, I don't think that I can remember. But I think it's because, actually, he was called the $6 million man. But like, mate. People buy people buy boats for that price now, so he's not even that special anymore, is he? So they would have to be like the six billion dollar man now, probably. So anyway, anyway, uh, we also got another email from Jody in Wakefield. Thank you for listening, Jody. Hi, Noel. I've always wondered. She doesn't sound like this either. So again, my voice, guys. In case you're wondering. Hi, Noel. I've always wondered why so many films get released in the summer when it's hot. I can't stand sitting in a sweaty cinema when it's nice outside. Do you get any say when your films are released? Jody, Jody. Now that is a very, very, very good question. Now, a lot of people will avoid releasing their films in summer for that very reason. Um, what you guys don't always get is that film distributors hate the sun. Because if you put a film out and suddenly it's a sunny day, the hottest day of the year, the numbers, box office takings of your film drop so drastically that people don't want to put films out. So here's my point. This is why only the blockbusters get released in summer, really. Massive, massive blockbusters or counter-programming. Because those films are so big that people are going to watch them. They know people are going to watch them. But, they, you know, if you just have a regular film, it's unlikely that they'll put out in summer. Um, do I get a say... So that's that That's that reason. Do I get a say when my, when, when my films are released? Um, yes and no. Not always. Generally, the distributor will decide when they're going to put the film out. But, for example, Brotherhood originally, which was last year, 2016, was going to be released kind of in early August early August and I really stamped my feet and was like you can't put it out early August it has to come out late August when people are coming back from holiday and to be fair to Lionsgate the distributor they did listen to me now the reason they try to release it at a certain time in the year is because you have 16 weeks before the DVD comes out you have a certain period of time before the DVD comes out and they knew they wanted the DVD out on Boxing Day so you count back 16 weeks and it was you know first week of September but to be clear they wanted to come early August but I put my foot down and they were great and we released it 27th of August and it absolutely smashed it and they wouldn't have done it if they didn't think it was a good idea but at the same token I was right people were back from holidays kids were getting ready for school and they were annoyed about it so they wanted to see a film before they went back and it just smashed it and so I don't always get a say but on that film I did and it, it just worked that doesn't mean I'll always be right um, right Guys, we you know we talk about films here, also talk about short films. Recently, Johanna James, who is the the lady that always does the show, spoke to a fellow called Jed Shepard, creator of a short film called Dawn of the Deaf, um, which I'm assuming is about deaf people or has some sort of theme about deafness. And if guys if you guys don't know, Johanna James has hearing aids or has one hearing aid she is partially deaf um, which makes her even more awesome um, and so that's premiering at Sundar, Sundance Festival London Sundance Film Festival which kicked off yesterday and runs till the 4th of June and earlier J this week Johanna spoke to the creator Jed Shepard so let's listen to that Back Row and Chill with Johanna James and Noel Clark on Fubar Radio Hello Jed are you there? 
I'm here. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for coming on. I, I apologise it sounds really windy here. Um, I've just stepped outside of Comic-Con. Where oh, I am right amazing. Now. Amazing. <laughs> um, no, not a problem. Not a problem at all. Um, well, we just want to have a little quick chat, um, yeah. obviously, about the movie that's in the Sundance Festival. Uh, yes. Dawn of the Deaf, because I've read the synopsis yeah. and it sounds awesome. Okay. Um, do you want to yeah. just give the, the people at home a little bit about what the film's about? And, and Yeah, sure. Yeah. So Dawn of the Death, uh, the, the basic elements of it is it's about a sound that kills everybody on Earth um, and the only people that survive are deaf people. Of course. Um, and the, So they have to kind of band together to survive in this post-apocalyptic world. The uh, mm. only problem is that the hearing people are coming back as zombies. So it's Essentially, oh uh, uh, yeah, the, the deaf people versus zombies. Um, and, wow. <laughs> well, this film is actually specifically right up my street because I am registered hard of hearing and I wear I wear AIDS. So I was like, great. I was like, mate, there's a film where like deaf people are like the leads. This is fantastic. Exactly. This is what we want because there hasn't really been a, a movie where deaf people are the main protagonists. No. So I've seen as the heroes and also seen. Um, as being deaf as almost it's a positive like a positive um yeah for so sure in, in this and um, we were obviously worried that it was going to be taken the wrong way mm. and it might be seen as um people that are not deaf um almost using that to, to their advantage to, mm. to make a film about it um but we've been embraced by the deaf community um so much like we've won like awards at deaf fest a couple of weeks ago um so we, we we really made sure that we weren't we were doing it in the right way by mm. using deaf actors and having a, a BSL um, advisor the entire time kind of helped us with some of the sign language things. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, it's never really been done before, so, oh, so I'm glad we're the first ones. <laughs> and it is playing. It's at the the Sundance Film Festival in London. Uh, yes. That's happening, I think, Thursday the 1st of Sunday the 4th of June. Uh, yeah, it's like next week or something. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's coming up. And, uh, the venue's Picture House Central London. So uh, tickets are now on sale, I believe, and you can get, you, get yeah. a ticket. Um, and is this film, is it a, a short or is it a feature? Yeah, it's a short. short so it's, yeah. it's like about 13, 14 minutes long. Amazing. And we are making the feature, though. We are in talks with, with oh, really? different companies about Ooh. making the feature. So that's going to be happen happen early next year. Yeah. Um, and we've done over 100 films since, since we kind of done our first film festival about June last year. We've done over 100 and we've done London Film Festival, uh, um, both in Spain, uh, which is about to be the Sydney Film Festival, uh, Glasgow, and obviously Sundance, the, the main Sundance in, in America oh, was so the main one. It's doing super and, duper well then, amazing. Yeah, it's, it's been it's been a, a real whirlwind and... yeah. Uh, yeah, well, for a small kind of genre film, I can't believe how much attention it's got. It's yeah, well, it's crazy. such a cool concept, and a sort of Dawn of the Deaf, obviously playing on the Dawn of the Dead, like very yeah. clever. I'm loving it, um, and yeah, I'm I'm so pleased that more that the deaf community are getting into the film world because yeah. we're not represented, you know. So you're not. And what we're trying to do is with the feature, we'll make sure that every actor that plays a deaf character is deaf and not just a hearing actor pretending to be deaf. Oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah, because it's, it's all very well get, getting kind of um, uh, deafness out into the kind of um, genre films, but mm. we want to make sure deaf actors are represented as well. So we, we made a decision to have all of the, the main leads be played by actual deaf actors. That's amazing. Um, that is so cool. Um, in, yeah. Yeah, that must be like, what, that's a very uh, unique casting, <laughs> I think, for sure. Yeah, it is. Um, but well, we've, we've got a lot of help from the deaf community, so, mm. so it's, it's been great. Well, all the best of luck for the feature film, and of course, you're smashing all the festivals with the short. Um, yeah. So thank you so much for your time. I'll let you 
get back to now. Um, no. But thank you so much for talking to us, Jed. Thank you. Yeah. Have a lovely day. I was going to say, Noel Clark rocks. Like, his films are amazing. Oh. <laughs> Amazing. Please pass that on. I will for sure. All right. Um, thank you, mate. Have, have a lovely night. Thank you. You too. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Back row and chill with Johanna James and Noel Clark on Fubar Radio. Sucker for pain. In case you don't know, that is Lil Wayne and Wiz Khalifa. Imagine Dragons, and that is from the film Suicide Squad. So there you go, man. I'm, I'm on this film thing today. Um, so <clears throat> a little bit more in the old entertainment news here. So House of Cards. You guys know the show House of Cards. House of Cards are, are, are sort of... Well, they're never going to be struggling because it's House of Cards and it's a great show, but critics recently at the beginning of season five the premiere of season five have really come down on the show a little bit saying that it's not as exciting and it's not really you know it's not really popping all of a sudden the presidential drama finds itself tragically behind the curve said the guardian what a pity the show would have been subversive if hillary clinton won so what's really happening here is the show is still great but the reason it's not as exciting as before is because what's happening in real life with crazy Donald Trump is so exciting and so riveting for people that they're kind of saying that House of Cards is not really as exciting as it used to be. Um, I mean, obviously, it can't be all Donald Trump's, Donald Trump's fault. It can't be real life. You know, the writers probably have to take the blame. But, you know, what's happening with the real life stuff is so scary, so dramatic, so so full on that suddenly TV shows that were doing all this sort of crazy stuff before suddenly don't seem as exciting anymore so I mean that that's a number one I hope House of Cards get better gets better but number two that is a worry let's hope that we all are here next week and that old uh, Trumpus doesn't take us all out um, now also another big thing that's happening is the classic film you guys have to ask your parents about this you guys will have to ask your parents about this. Um, the classic film, Murder on the Orient Express, has been remade and the trailer is released. Now, this film is directed by Kenneth Branner and it has got a, a, a bunch of really big cast in it, um, including Judy Dench, Penelope Cruz, uh, Johnny Depp, William Dafoe, um, um, blah, 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 what's her name that I was talking about, Olivia Coleman, Michelle Pfeiffer. I mean, this is this is a star-studded film, and direct, Derek Jacoby, and directed by by Kenneth Branagh. Now, for those of you who don't know, Murder on the Express is an Agatha Christie classic, and it's probably been made like about a zillion times over the years. Um, and Hercule Poirot has to kind of solve the crime of who was murdered on Orient Express. It's not a massive plot twist in there, you know, in terms of what the story is about. It's called Murder on the Orient Express. It's about someone getting killed on a train. But for some reason. I feel like this Kenneth Branagh version is going to be exceptional. Not just because it's Kenneth Branagh, but because the, the cast itself tells me it's going to be good. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, go check out the trailer. The trailer is, is, is out now. Unfortunately, you know, I might do a Steve and look at a spoiler, but unfortunately the, the film is not out till November 24th. But check out that trailer. Murder on the Rain Express. Oh, we've had, we've had Lisa on Twitter. Lisa on Twitter, so looking forward to watching this Wonder Woman. Well, Lisa, I hope you've entered the competition and that you are going to win the gauntlets 
fancy names for bracelets and the tiara and the key ring and take a selfie of you wearing those that would be awesome lisa so why don't you do that um okay another email hi Noel. what movies are you excited about this year i've seen emma watson is doing a new one called the circle i love her from hannah in edinburgh hmm what movies am i excited about this year um oh oh I'm excited definitely about um about uh Spider-Man. Spider-Man Homecoming. Um that for me um is a film that I just cannot wait to see. I love I love Spider-Man movies and even except Spider-Man 3 with um with uh Tobey Maguire. Um I didn't like that. I thought that was a letdown. Um but even the ones that are not popping off like the Andrew Garfield ones and you know I love Andrew Garfield I think he's an absolutely brilliant actor I absolutely love the dude um, I think he's awesome but those films weren't really popping off but the new one coming with Tom Holland I'm really 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 looking forward to that Spider-Man is my G that's my man so I'm looking forward to that Spider-Man movie another film I'm looking forward to which is coming out soon and I think this, for me, not that he will ever not do another film as great, but this, for me, could be the defining film of this director, is Edgar Wright's movie, Baby Driver. Now, if you guys have not seen anything for Baby Driver, as in trailer or who's in it or whatever, you need to go and check that out. Because that film looks like it's going to be one of the best films this year. I have, I have little doubt that that film is going to be one of the best films this year. So definitely look out for Baby Driver by Edgar Wright. It stars Kevin Spacey. It stars John Hamm, Jamie Foxx, and a friend of mine, Lily James, who was in Fast Girls, of course, and gave me big hugs when I saw her in Toronto in September. She's an awesome actress, um, doing really well. I'm very happy for her. And she also is in this film. And that, that is the Baby Driver. That, I think that's going to be the new drive. Do you remember how good drive was for those of you that like drive? And for those that didn't, well, you're, you're wrong. But baby driver. Um, also, I am looking forward to Wonder Woman. Uh, I can't lie, I'm looking forward to Wonder Woman. Uh, also, another email. I know, I love British comedy, but I just don't get the American comedies. I kind of want to get into them. Which ones would you recommend I watch? Do you have any favourites? Ben. Hmm. Now, Ben... That is a tricky one because I'm kind of with I'm kind of with you to be honest. I'm kind of with you. So I can't say that I'm I'm loving the pants off all of those American ones either. Um but if I had to say any mate, I'd go back to a few classics. I'd go back to a few well they're classics now cuz but I was probably around the age when they hit like like American Pie and American Pie 2 and Road Trip. Those ones back then really classics. Some of the later ones, I just, I'm with you, man. I kind of don't get into, I just don't find them that funny. Where they're just dumb stoners doing dumb things. I'm like, I don't really kind of find it funny. I think British comedies are a lot sharper and a lot smarter uh, and generally funnier. Um, but I, I go back to a few classics, man. Check out some American Pie shit and, and those ones there. Um, right, soon, in the studio soon, we're going to have... Uh, uh, we're going to have my man that I've worked with before and is now smashing it in America, Mr. Dwayne Henry. That is what we're having soon. Dwayne is here. He is in the building. They're writing on the computer right in front of me. Dwayne is here. And for those who don't know, he's a ledge. 
He's a ledge. He's gone to America and he's absolutely smashing it. Um, I'm wondering also if Shanika Warren Marketing is going to turn up at any point because she was supposed to be here at three o'clock and she is not there. Writing on the screen, she is not here. Exclamation mark. Full stop. Um, so anyway, right now, guys, I'm going to play you another song because I'm on this film thing today. And this one is called Unchained and it's by James Brown and Tupac. Rest both their souls. And it's from the classic movie. And I think it is a classic by Quentin Tarantino starring Jamie Foxx, Django Unchained. Fubar Radio presents... Harriet Rose with Nossa. Mabel, how's it going? I feel like there is a certain responsibility, like as much as I just want to have fun and make songs that me and my friends can dance to, I feel like I do have a responsibility to tell young women to like not get lost in relationships and to always put yourself first. I love love, I love falling in love, but that it's really important to make sure that you're in the driving seat and that somebody's not just using you. The women that I grew up listening to taught me so much, Lauren Hill and Beyonce, about being an independent woman and like being strong and taking care of me and I think that is an important message to send. Every Thursday Harriet Rose with Nossa from 4pm Fubar Radio 4, 3, 2 I'm doing the countdown. Oh my gosh! Right now I can't even tell you. Right now I'm proud, I'm humbled I'm excited because right now in the studio sitting right opposite me is my man Dwayne Henry. What's happening? What's happening? <laughs> Woo! Yes. <laughs> and Dwayne, for those who don't know, we've known each other a long time. Probably go back to 2007, where we did uh, West 10 LDN pilot that I wrote. And Dwayne was the star, an absolutely amazing lead he was, with another lady doing well, Ashley Madekwe. Yes, Madekwe, man. Right? Yeah. And Dwayne was a star. And since then... Since then, Dwayne has been doing his thing. He went off to America. He started various things over here. Like, let's get that clear for a start. Started various things over here. Then he was like, I'm going to go to America. He's been doing his thing on the quiet. And now he is the star. One of the stars. But I'm always going to say the star of NCIS. Which one is it? The new one? Uh, no, it's, it's the main one. The main one. Yeah, NCIS. Yeah, yeah. And not, uh, I mean, to everyone, it's different, but it's the it's the daddy. He's the daddy. <laughs> He's in the daddy show. So, my man, how you yeah, doing, man? Bro, I'm good, man. It's good to see you. Cause yeah, we 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 go back, man. Like we didn't have no scenes together, but before West Ten, bro, we did dub play drama. Dub play drama. Man. That's yeah, right. So dub play drama. Man, I'm even forgetting yeah, that Luke Himes. Yeah, Let's yeah, go speak yeah, to Luke, man. Yeah, yeah, good, yeah. Good guy, man. So yeah, it's it's been a long road, bro. So obviously, yeah. people like yourself and you know people like Amalamine and you know. um and our yeah, man Bashi, uh, uh, Ashley, uh, yeah, Thomas. Uh, Ashley Thomas and Arnold O'Sheng you know it's weird to see us in this position because you know we, we've been a lot of miles bro there's a lot of miles man yeah, there's man. a lot of miles and yeah. I think people don't realise that yeah you yeah. know you, that's my boy Arnold and Ash yeah. my, my oh, boys man. back you know in I mean? the day man yeah and it's beautiful to see everyone the seeds everyone planted 10 you know 10 odd years ago starting to grow now yeah. so it's so humbling and there's space yeah you know, there used to be, I think, an old guard, like the generation above us, or maybe a bit guarded in terms of like, nah, I've got it, there's no space. But yeah. there's space, yeah, there especially is. now. Yeah, there's more room now than, than there, ever. there's ever been, especially in the States as well. So, you know, they're, they're feeling us right now, man. So tell me, man, so tell me about tell me about the journey. Tell me about, because it, say, it, it said, like much like myself, you aspire to be an actor from around the age of five. Young man, it you know playing cops and robbers and cowboys and Indians, and I just never never fell out of love with it. You know, it was something that I felt came effortless to me. You know that sort of compassion and empathy you have as an actor, and yes. I just sort of ran with it. And I figured to myself when I was young, young, 
uh, if I do this and it comes effortless to me, I may never have to work a day in my life. Yeah. I figured that out early on and I think yeah. that's what the problem is a lot of young people, they don't really know what they want to do. So that's it's right. difficult to make a choice and uh, walk down a certain path if you have no yeah. uh, idea of what comes to you. And I always tell young kids, do what comes natural to you, then yeah. you'll never have to work But also, again. you said something there, but actually it's interesting. When you say you never have to work a day in your life, what you mean is actually, what I think you mean is actually, because acting is incredibly hard work, yeah. but what you mean is because you enjoy it, yes. it's not work. Yeah. You're actually living your you're living your dream you're doing what you wanted to do but yeah. when you've wanted to do something so much and you love it it's not like you become a pop star you sell some records then you're vexed that you have to go on tour yeah. it's not yeah. really about yeah. that it's like well why are you vexed this is what you wanted yeah. it's like when you love something and you yeah. want to do it it's not work yeah it's a pleasure it's a pleasure yeah I enjoy it man it's a pleasure of you course. go on set and you're, you're happy you're going to have difficult days that's life that's man. life you're going to yeah. get a lot of no's but without those no's you won't know what yes means and exactly. how yes feels and how to hold it tight and hold on to it you know so I, I love that if I, if, yeah. I, if I had a shotgun I'd shoot it in the air yeah. in celebration <laughs> <laughs> you know because I know what you're saying yeah. man it's like people don't see that there's a lot of no's yeah. there's a lot yeah. of no's there's yeah. a lot of heartache and let's talk about some of that so you you came to you, you I mean you've always made brave moves yeah, and I'm always going to give you that you know yeah. you've always made very brave moves at 17 yeah. You mean because you were born where? Birmingham, West Midlands, Hansworth, West Midlands, man. right? Yeah. Wanted to be an actor at the age of five. At yeah. seventeen, yeah. you came down to London to the big smoke to pursue yeah. your dream. I did, man. Uh, yeah, uh, I had and to. that's a brave move in yeah. itself. Thank you. And how did you find that? Because it says I- I'm understanding that when you came down here, it wasn't all easy. Like you went straight into acting, you were homeless for a bit, right? Yeah, I came here with a suitcase and a dream, like what most young people do. You know, uh, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, and drunk on audacity. You know, that was mainly my thing. I didn't seventeen. I didn't care. I just wanted to be out of my uh, my familiar zones where I was for many years and just wanted to be in the big city and I just loved to act and yeah. I didn't know where it could take me but I knew the possibilities were endless you know yeah. so the day I got here you know I said I'd give myself 10 years to the day I've always said that and you know, that was November 27th, um, 2003, and it was a Thursday. So November 27th, 2013, I booked my flight to LA. And yeah. I was in LA by December 3rd. Yeah. yeah so, so, I mean, but yeah. during those years here, so obviously you started, you started, yeah, first you were homeless. Yeah. And yeah. you started struggling, but then what little things started coming? Yeah, uh, first year, just on my auntie's couch, you know, for a little bit. And then after that, the little little section she gave me the corner of her, uh, her living room started to get bigger and bigger. And she was like, you have to come out, man. You have to come out, my yard. <laughs> yeah, you just got a little bit much. So after a year, I got a little bed it and that's when it really started you know I got agent um, and then just started to do the, the grind like what most people do just little guest yeah. parts here but yeah most majority is you know just homeless yeah and, and, the then, and then and then dub plate and then <laughs> you know what yeah dub plate was such a blessing for me man it was yeah. such an experience starring Shiesty Chanel Chanel yeah, Chanel Calico, crazy girl. Ledge, yeah, yeah a lot of legends in that. A lot of people yeah. like obviously um, N Dubs before they blew up um, yeah. started off in that, and obviously um, you know a, mm. a lot, a lot, a lot of stars. Adam Deacons were still coming up, and it's just one of those shows where you look back and it was like it's a part of culture, man. It's pop culture, yeah. no matter how you look at it. You know, it's we we had we had a time. It was a moment, and everyone loved it at yeah. that time, especially the uh, uh, the actions of you know you deciding the ending of the show yeah. and stuff. It was something that was never been done. And it was before. interesting because I was I knew Luke and I, we yeah. would sit down and I, I mean I'm not going to take credit for his thing, but yeah. me and Luke would sit down and chat a lot about like oh he's like what do you think about this person? I'm like yeah, bro, you should cast that yeah. person. They're yeah. coming up and blah 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 blah. And he always said to me, you need to be in the show. And I was always like, bro, I can't be in the show. I'm yeah. like, Older, yeah, blah, blah, yeah. and he convinced me to come do that one I cameo loved it. I loved it you, <laughs> and, you <laughs> and TJ I remember the scene like yeah, it was yesterday at the door yeah. and, and the hostel yeah, and, that. Yeah. and he convinced me to do that one cameo yeah. but I was always like yeah man they, these guys are good that, that girl's good and then of course 
West 10 LDN. Listen, bro. And that was interesting because that show was ahead of its time. Yeah. I feel like the reason that show never went to series or from the pilot is because actually it was almost, it was almost in a weird way, Top Boy before Top Boy. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of Yeah they weren't ready for it, it And was, not disrespecting that show Because yeah. I love that show I yeah. love Ashley And I love those guys Kano and all that But yeah. West 10 was that, was that Wasn't it It was yeah. our community Yeah it was It was something that And you know Honestly I, You know not to take it here But being an outsider In that show Being from Birmingham And everyone You know the show called West 10 With all, a lot of Londoners And to be like a principal The lead uh, Well the lead He was it. the lead yeah, yeah. I'm trying to be break You're down, trying to be yeah, humble yeah, like, yeah, He yeah, was the lead yeah. If the series got made yeah. He was the lead Yeah that you know um, that was something that was just incredible man yeah. you know and to, obviously your uh, brainchild and uh, men, men Hard Schroeder Schroeder, and yeah. um, uh, the writer uh, writer of the book Courtier Court, Newland Court, yeah, yeah when yeah. I read that book I knew it I knew it I was like I'm Orin I was like I'm Orin I don't you care are, yeah. from the first page that opened I said I'm before I I'm even got Orin. the part I was like this is me yeah. I swear to you I was like I'm getting this part so, yeah. and yeah. you did and you did and you yeah. were great and yeah. Ashley Medekwe she's gone on to great things yeah. but I yeah. think you're right I think that show they weren't ready for it at the no. time because you're thinking that's 2000 2007 they they just were not it's ready powerful. for that show powerful powerful, powerful yeah. very smart yeah. you know not to say i'm writing it because it's from the book yeah um but it's powerful very smart show that i think just showed our people in a positive light as yeah. well as yeah. the realness of it and they couldn't they yeah. couldn't get they it they didn't know what to do they didn't know it. what to do with yeah. it yeah. they're like hold yeah. on there's black people smiling yeah yeah and hold on the father's still there yeah why is the father still right. there this right. is confusing yeah me. you know yeah. what i mean and they just didn't know what to do with it yeah and it was a, yeah i mean that's unfortunate but yeah. anyway so Fast forward 2013 Man You go to LA I just Another brave move I had to bro Because it was drying up here And I figured to myself Look mate You're 28, 29 I don't know what's going to happen here But let me go to the States for a minute You know you're, you're, you know, uh, you're, you're, What you have to offer Is kind of celebrated out there a little bit So yeah. just see what you can do you, Worst yeah. case is you come back So Against everyone's will Including my own old agents You know They were like Don't go yet And all this stuff yeah. <laughs> And I was just like I'm out of here So yeah I'm out <laughs> Yeah. Took a year, uh, My plan was to go there And take a year out So I took a year out When I got there Just to learn the logistics Learn to drive on the other side of the road yeah. You know Tone up a little bit And yeah. work on the, the accent the, and What did you call it The yardy fat The yardy fat man All that All that <laughs> Them dumplings and pl- All that I had to man, get I'm getting yeah. a bit older my, my old age I'm getting a little bit of titty On my left pet <laughs> It's my age, bro. So right. Don't laugh at me, love man. Handles, it's my age. Love handles, It's not bro. even a love handle. My sides are good. It's just on my my firm pecs. Just on the, as my age now, getting a bit soft on the end, like a two, little two two push ups. A little bit. Nah, it's not. I've done the push ups. Yeah. The pecs there. It's the boot. It's a little bit of boobage on top. So a little fat on top. You know, I was holding my baby. You tried to suck it the other yeah. day. I was like, nah. I was like, okay. I need to. Yeah, this needs to get. I need to get. I think I need to get some Kardashian lipo or something up in here. Stop it. You know what I mean? Anyway, so yeah, you're in LA. Yeah, took a year out, and then um, after about a year. Uh, well, when I first got there, I sat down with my manager now, and he said, uh, "Are you ready to um, come out and do this?" Is he still this? your manager? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he must be dancing the jig, yeah, man. Yeah, he asked me when I first got. There, he said, "Are you ready?" And I went, "No." Yeah, and he went. He went. He seriously, I was like, "No, I need a year." So yeah. literally, I took a year out. Met him a year later. I didn't hardly recognize me, and I said, "I'm ready." Uh, first audition was a show called Shades of Blue. Jennifer Lopez. That was yeah. my first audition in the states. And um, long story short, I, I, I read for it, and it ended up being between me and another guy. Yeah. That was my first gig, and being at the top of the NBC Tower with Barry Levinson, the director, Rain Man, you know, uh, Benny Medina, Jano's mariner, uh, manager, and J Lo. You know, and she's yeah. like, "This is your first audition in America," and I'm like, "Yeah, my yeah. first audition." And they're yeah. like, "Did you ask her out for a drink or something?" I 
was shook, man. Yeah, I, I, I would have been like, yeah, it's my first, man. You want to be my, you want to be my second or something, man. <laughs> in her dreams. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that. nah. yeah that's she right. Looked, she looked good, dreams, good though. Man. She looked good though. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Like, but um, yeah, I didn't get the part. Obviously, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't, you know, lack of experience. But I just kept my head down for six to eight months, and we knew uh, I could work. But it was just about finding the right gig. Yeah, man. So I booked a pilot after that uh, called Paradise Pictures that was set in the forties. You know, a bit out of a lot of Americans for it. So that made me feel good. Little I young love saxophone that. player. Love that. Didn't get picked up. Uh, Cruel Intentions did a TV show, yeah. um, off which is based on the film. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah, I got a, uh, um, I got a part in that. They dropped my character from regular to reoccurring, and when we got the word it was reoccurring, that's when I went up for NCIS. And yeah. it was at the end of pilot season, all the mandem are booked. Ashley Thomas, all these guys had booked twenty four. I still didn't have nothing. I, was, yeah. Yeah. I didn't have nothing. You know, homeless or this. I remember sitting with Ashley uh, Bashy, sorry, and then. So telling him Sorry, I think I think uh, I think we can call him Ashley now. Yeah, we can call him. He's a big boy actor yeah. in twenty four. Yeah. I think we can yeah. call him Ashley Thomas. <laughs> I love that kid. I, man. Remember, I love him. I remember sitting with him just before we we both had booked anything, and I'm, I was just down and out. He had to borrow me some change for yeah. food, and I remember saying to him like, "Right, is this gonna happen, bro? Like, man's nearly thirty and that. Like, what's that?" And he was yeah. like, "Fam." Trust me, just have faith. Just bro, have faith. Believe. Do your work. And literally, a few months later, he got twenty four, and I got yeah. NCIS. So when we see each other now, and like we hang out and stuff, it's just that look we give each other. Like, man, of course, man, it's amazing. Yeah, so it's, it's amazing. It's cra- crazy, um, man. And yeah. so, so tell me, NCIS. Yeah. Obviously, you're here doing the UK promotion. Yeah. When when can we see it? It's on Fridays, right? Yeah, fi- Fridays on Fox, nine PM. Fridays on Fox UK. Yeah, and it's nine PM. It's just started, I believe. So um, that means it's on tonight. Yeah, it's on tonight. So guys, you know what you gotta be doing tonight. You gotta yeah. be watching our man here, Dwayne Henry, <laughs> on NCIS, the daddy of the shows, yeah, yeah. on U- Fox UK at yeah. nine o'clock. Nine tonight. o'clock, and Channel Five, I believe, they've started playing um, the end of season thirteen. So they just showed my first episode on Channel Five. That's for um, my brethren and families and friends who haven't got Fox. Who haven't got the they Sky and got the Fox. Yeah, yeah. My people only started watching it last week because they yeah. haven't got Fox. They yeah. You know, so that's, so. that'll be Channel Five. Do you know what days it's on Channel Five? Oh man, I think it was Sunday. It started last Sunday. Well, listen, you guys have got TVs. Yeah. You got the remote. You can search it. NCIS. <laughs> it's on Fox at nine o'clock t- on Fridays. Yeah. But also look for the Channel Five showings because yeah. you're going to see our guy Dwayne Henry here. Um, so man, that's amazing. And what? What? Obviously, this is going to have you booked for a while. Uh, I hope, hope so, man. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just, I'm still a sponge, no man. I got a lot to learn. You know, we all still, do. still got a lot we to learn. Do. So just head down and just yeah. do the work. And as I said, most actors, mostly people in the industry, we just want to be useful and feel like we we're working because yeah. I, ultimately we just want to work. Yeah, an actor without work is like a broom without bristles. <laughs> Do you know what exactly. I'm saying? It's kind of useless, yes, really. Right. Do you know what I mean? Good point. So Sweeping up and just scraping up the floor yeah. is like no point. That's <laughs> it. That's it. So we want to be basking in bristles, my friend. So basking in bristles, man. I love it. it. Listen, listen, my friend. Listen. After all these years, crazy I know you've been doing anything. It's been a pleasure to see you. I got to tell you. I'm massively proud of you. Thank you, man. Seeing you grow up. Thank you. And, and watching what you've been doing on the UK and then over there, watching from afar, because yeah. I've not even seen you really. Yeah. I think we bumped yeah. into each other about six years ago yeah. before you went. Yeah. But I've not yeah. really seen you. Yeah. I'm proud of you, man. Thank you. Can I, can I just say something yeah, about you as well? You are obviously. I'm sexy. I mean you looking I, I, at my boobs I've heard that I've heard that I don't know <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you, you, you are, you're a pillar man you know you're a pillar you're a pillar in this community and without people like you there wouldn't be no people like me and the next generation under us you know so for you to break down the doors and tear off the roof thank you on behalf of everyone because you've had to go through a lot as well I've seen you from yeah. when I was a kid you know yeah, and, you've known, yeah, and you yeah. still look 12 years old now so, <laughs> so well yeah. done man thank, thank you very much yeah. man lots of love NCIS tonight and every Fridays Fox at 9 search out the Channel 5 show my man the Wayne Henry legend I love him to bits now we are going to play How to Survive in South Central by Ice Cube (laughs) from the classic film and you know what bruv it relates to us man because it's what we are boys in the hood do it back row and chill thank you love hello 
Are you not just joking? My name is Elaine, and I'll be your tour guide through South Central Los Angeles. Fubar Radio presents The Hannah Whitten Show. I have with me Aloni. Do you think you'd ever get into that? Like a sex swing? Absolutely. Really? <laughs> I need to get myself a sex cushion. Yeah. You could shoot a pillow, though. Actually, no, I have done that before. Make do and mend, guys. You don't have to buy expensive sex <laughs> furniture. That is, like, the dream for me, though. And so I can imagine, like, when I actually ever do that, is going around Ikea and just figuring out if the height of it... Yeah, is, if it's going to work. It's going to yeah. work. It needs not just a plain a headboard. Board, yeah. You need the ones with, like, the gaps in the middle yeah. or something. That the might, yeah. This is only things that we would like. These are priorities. Yeah. Every Wednesday. The Hannah Whitten Show. From 6pm. Fubar Radio. Oh, man, man, oh, man. It was so good to see Dwayne Henry. My man, Dwayne Henry. So good to see him. And that song, of course, was How to Survive in South Central by Ice Cube from the classic film Boys and Hood. Now... Shanika Waramarklin is in the building late. I'm here. Late, late. Better late than How never. How dare maybe? you, man? <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? But she's here. I'm it's good here. to see you, man. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Nice what to time see you, you too. What time do you call this, though? Very late. I know it's very late, but I was trying my absolute best to get here, and there was just crazy, crazy traffic. Crazy and I just hope traffic. no one was. By the like way, guys, her. this is a, she's not a guessing. This is a <laughs> co-host who was supposed to be here at four p.m. It's now five twenty-nine. Like there's half an hour left. Like what? I know. I'm just. I'm basically just making a guest appearance instead of guest hosting. You better drive me somewhere after this show. <laughs> Like for, for penance For your lateness Okay But we'll in the meantime In a moment We're going to have Lucy coming in okay. Talking about films Talking about the, what she's seen this week The latest releases And we can also get on to Some of the nice, stuff nice. I talked about earlier Which I think you might be interested in um, About Jessica Chastain And Chloe Grace Moretz You're going to yes. have a read of those oh, When you yes. play the next tune Now we've got uh, An email in here From Sophie in Cardiff From Sophie in Cardiff Sophie says I've heard you speak Quite a lot about Writing screenplays On this show Well it's a film show So that's what I do Like the last time You were talking about MMA Female MMA movies Do you prefer Writing alone Or with a team Firstly Female MMA movies Love it Got a script which is now probably fucked because Blake Lively is going to do one. Um, so either mine's going to be absolutely fucked in the water or people are going to want more. And I've got, by the way, people, I've got a good one. Um, do you prefer writing alone or with a team? It's interesting, uh, Sophie. Good question. I like writing alone and I like writing with a team. But then sometimes when you're writing with a team, it's not necessarily always your vision. Um, in short, I like writing alone. That's the, that's the answer. I just wish there was two of me so I could do more writing and still get done everything else I need to get done because I have a lot of things to get done and you started off writing alone I'm guessing I started off writing alone yeah you know I started off writing alone and then realised there was loads of work and teamed up with other people I mean you write now do you write alone yeah mostly yeah yeah do you prefer it yeah it's better isn't it it's just because you have your idea oh this is a good idea well it's this this and this and you're like "Mm, side eye Mm, yeah yeah." I guess if you've got someone who's got a great relationship (laughs) and you're a bit of a double act then the writing would be smooth yeah but what if that that idea is shit they're terrible well yeah you probably aren't a little double and you're just like "Mm, (laughs) yeah that was great can you go get me a drink from the shop down the road and then lock the door behind them and stuff like that something like that yeah (laughs) anyway thank you Sophie Uh, so in a moment we are hold on hold on why are you late again because I was stuck in traffic I was I was coming from out of London I wasn't like just in my house chilling I swear down you could have phoned in though what you could have phoned in what? and be like on the, the phone 
Speaker? Oh, I would have. If someone had given me the option, I would mm. totally have done mm. that. I would have. Side eye, side eye. I would have. Babe, can you go get me a drink from the room? Ah, he's trying to lock me out the door. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So what's been happening? What's been happening? Tell me what's been happening. Uh, well, most recently, I've been um, topping up my tan. Topping up my see, tan. See, you're looking a bit tanned as Where well. Did you go? I see you were I away. In, I was in, in Trini. Trini. But yeah. I was working, though. I know. I saw you say, oh, I'm actually working. I was like, is he, though? Yes, I was. That, that is the kind of work I actually was working. I wasn't. You weren't. I was sunning myself. I don't even look at your pictures with the bikini and all that. <laughs> I didn't look at any of those pictures. It's because we're like, you know, brother and sister. It's not really yeah. appropriate, is it? Incest, hashtag I mean, incest yeah. is a thing. Hashtag brotherhood. Was that your favourite scene you've ever shot, that sex oh scene? Oh my gosh. You oh my. Can you believe he's asking this, guys? Of but course you brought you can. it up. You brought it up. <laughs> is that your favourite scene you've ever shot, ever? No. In your life? No. Why are you lying? Though? It was not my favourite scene I've ever <laughs> shown in my life. However, you did handle it very well. It was all very tasteful. Everything was very cool professional. On set. Very professional. Of course, man. That's how we roll. You yes. are kind of like my sister. Hashtag incestors thing. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's so weird because was that a new email you just deleted there? It's so weird because people always. All right, we're talking about it now. People always ask us about that scene and be like, "Yo, did you? Uh, you know, did it?" It's like no. It's not sexy. It's, it's not sexy. It? Like, and Shanika's not sexy. So, like, my things are just dead. <laughs> like when I'm near, I'm just dead. It's like dead. <laughs> No lights to pretend, but that's okay. Just we can dead. do this. Like we can do this all, all day. When I'm near Shanika, when I'm near Shanika, any sexual feeling I have just dies. In like my soul. But that's because we're like brother and sister, not because yeah, I'm a dead. But Willie hangs like a pen, <laughs> like a pendulum. It's just dead near her. So like when we do those sex scenes in the films, there's like literally nothing. Ain't that right? We're just babe? such good actors that we made it look like there was <laughs> do you know what, mad though? chemistry. I, I won't lie though, it does look good. It does. It, it does. does look it good. Does I got look a little good. twinge when I was watching. I was like, rah. How did it look so good? Sorry, Nell's wife. He didn't really get a little twin. When I was watching it, not when I was doing it. I know. When I'm doing Still it, when I'm when doing it, it was like it. pendulum dick, just dead, 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 because you're just dead. You know what I mean? Hashtag not a dead thing. No, we're like brothers. <laughs> no, it's not a dead scene though. Not a dead scene. Very not good a dead scene. scene and we're like brother and sister. I love you to bits. I never think of you that way. Hashtag it's the incest of the thing. Um, right. So right now we are going to play another track. Um, again from another film that I'm thinking you guys need to see called Above the Ring you notice I'm talking I'm playing black films today man you may, you may you guys this might be surprising but I am actually black for those of you that don't know so there is uh, a theme today so this film is called Above the Ring Above the Rim was a basketball film which starred Tupac Shakur and this film is Pain by Tupac featuring Stretch I couldn't help but note your pain my pain it runs deep share it with me Yo, man, I'm just on fire today, man. You, you guys make sure you tell Johanna James when she gets back about the tunes that I was playing. Because I know, I know she's not playing good music when I'm not here. She doesn't play good music when I'm here. So I know she doesn't play good music when I'm not here. Right. In the studio, we got Lucy. Hello. Doing the film. Still haven't got a jingle, by the way. You still haven't got a No. Listen, it's been nearly you know, a year. Do you know what? I've not played any jingles because I don't know these buttons. I don't know the buttons. All right, then. So we've okay. Not well, we'll I don't even know Abby knows what my main things are. Where's there we go! Oh, Yay! Whoa! There we go! That's yeah, yeah. that one. Announce my arrival. Where's my Stormzy one? Where is it? Where's my jingle there? What's your Stormzy one? Let me let me show you. I think it's 14, 13 or fourteen. Is it? Putting pressure Shanika, on Shanika, what have you done today? Push it. I've been stuck Maybe in the way. I will be shocked. So when we hear something that we don't want to hear, press that. Yeah. <laughs> I will be shocked. <laughs> what were you saying, Bev? Say <laughs> I will be shocked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to speak now. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a big kid. He's so happy. 
anyway, what number is that? Yeah, remember that He's one. He's going to be reaching over to the president. I'm going to use my toes, reach over with my toes. <laughs> just like, bam, bam, bam. Boy, so, Lucy, baby. Hello. Our, our resident film yeah. review person. Tell me, man, what's been happening this week? What oh, have you been watching? watching a lot watching? this week. Boom, I went to see King Arthur again. And I Why? will continue to tell everybody to go and see that film because I absolutely love it. Um, I'm going to see it again on Sunday, whatever. Okay. No, no, no! <laughs> You're so out of order. Is that tumbleweed? <laughs> <laughs> that is so rude. <laughs> anyway, enough of that. Um, I also. <laughs> All right, all right, When's okay. Johanna coming back? <laughs> She's so much nicer. Um, I also went to see Baywatch. Yeah. What did you think? Um, do you know what? It's been really sort of... Panned. Slagged off by yeah. everybody. But do you know what I say to that? Stop being so fucking miserable. It's a <laughs> funny... Enough. You know, it's, it's a funny, um, entertaining, stupid, colourful bit of fun, you know? Yeah. Okay. It, there's nothing really that offensive in it. Is it funny, though? My to sister laughs is. at everything. Yeah, she see, said she I didn't find it everything. funny. And it, See, I did. Oh. It was, it was, it definitely was juvenile humour. Right. You know, it's not a masterpiece. It's not going to win any awards or anything. But I think the 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 tone of the film set almost immediately that you're not supposed to take it seriously. Yeah. Um, and I mean, why would you? Why would you take an adaptation of that show seriously? Are you is Bay, Are you going to go see Baywatch? Uh, probably not. Do, do you know what? I, I think if I wasn't doing this show. Yeah. I maybe wouldn't have done. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's, it's worth seeing it because, like I said, it's it's so colourful. It's full of action and explosions. Are and people you, going to watch Zac the red costumes? Is that is that the draw? I would say the famous Baywatch yeah. red swim. Are they high, yeah. are they still it's high the body cut? Beautiful. Like the they really high cut, and they do take the piss out of it as well. They do. They do. At one point, they're having a conversation like, "Oh, why does that ride up my ass so much?" You know, and things yeah. like that. And <laughs> and obviously, we have a bit of showboating with Zac Efron and The Rock. And obviously, they both I love have that good bit. Body, great mm. bodies, Jesus Christ, he's ripped to shreds. Yeah, Zac both Efron. of them yeah. have good bodies. The Rock's mm. just big and he's, yeah. Zach's yeah, he's like just massive. slender and sexy. But the girls are like hot. But but my thing is like. The high cut costume is not that special anymore. Like back no. in the eighties, dads would be like, "I'm going to watch Baywatch. You I kids, know. you kids, go play in your room. <laughs> I'm watching Baywatch." Slow mo bounce. <laughs> I'm, in, well, sh- I'm in the shed watching Tammy. Baywatch. <laughs> Mommy, Mommy, Anderson, why does daddy always go in the shed to watch show. Baywatch? <laughs> Shut up! Your yeah. daddy doesn't watch that show. Don't you tell your grandparents your daddy watches that show? <laughs> <laughs> but see, that spirit is still captured with yeah. with the with the film, you know. And I, I think they did a good job. Yeah. The, the writers actually have only written another couple of uh, feature films before, and that was um, the remake of Friday the 13th and I think there was a lot of Freddy versus Jason so you know they're used to the ridiculous Shit, yawn, yeah. okay. you know and, and I think I think they did a good job right, all right, enough funny. about Baywatch and yeah, Zach's well, muscles yeah. what, else, what else did you have a look at um, I also started watching uh, The Keepers which is a documentary okay. on Netflix it's by the makers of Making a Murderer right so straight away really you know it, it's going to be good they, they are a good calibre of you know uh, documentary makers yeah. um, I've only seen one episode and it's um, around the and what's this on? Netflix, Netflix, Netflix. It's, it's around the murder of a nun called Sister Catherine oh, wow. Sesnick, I think right. in 1970 it was um, and, true story uh, is it? yeah true story it's a documentary like I said like, like Making the Murder it's in 10 parts I think wow um, yeah so I have only watched the first one but it's uh, not even just about the murder it's what the cover-up of that murder wow. then, oh, you know, sort of um, exploded out this whole um, hidden world of uh, abuse, basically, at the hands of Catholic priests. The Keepers, yeah? Yeah. There was a okay. film a film recently... Spotlight. Uh, Spotlight was, that was kind amazing. of about that. Yeah, and it, that was yeah, amazing. Yeah, and it, it's, it's around that sort of 
What are you watching on Subject Netflix at the minute, Sean? Um, I've started watching uh, Dear White People. Yeah. I haven't watched all of it yet, but I did watch the episode directed by um, Barry Jenkins, the okay. Moonlight guy. Yeah. How are you finding it? Any good? Yeah, yeah, so good, that episode. Is spe- it's really good anyway, but I'm that episode add that to my list, man. I don't think I've even like, added that to my list. Wow. Yeah, I think I'm going to. Wow. I can I'm going tell. To, it was right, I'm going to do it right now. Right add now. Dear and White add People to my list. list. Well done. Yeah. That is really good and yeah. just for like light entertainment um, Unbreakable can we shit Schmidt how do you That's say really it fu- no Schmidt yeah. no. <laughs> I no. love I Tyus he's like one of my yeah. favourite characters on TV yeah, yeah. no I'm, I'm digging ty- I'm digging that character but I gotta tell you man Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt I watched season one yeah and I was like okay this show looks like a show I'm digging I watched season one and then it just there was one episode where they were pulling a dolphin down the street like walking a dolphin and I was like okay <laughs> you, you, you're kind of losing me now <laughs> No, no, it just went, it just went, it just went no, a different way. I'm All right, shame. we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, um, we're gonna carry on with Lucy in a second. We've got an email in here. Hi, Nolan Shanika. It was a little awkward when you hey. chatted about the sexy. <laughs> What's the worst scene you've ever had to film? Ha ha, Chelsea, Chessa in Northampton, Chessa. I bet you loved it. Um, <laughs> right, the worst film I've ever had to see, worst, uh, worst scene I've ever had to film, uh, whew. I don't know. You I know. don't know the worst one. I can think of an uncomfortable one, but yeah, not go. like an go. awkward uncomfortable. Go on, <laughs> Do you remember when we were filming in 4321? Yes. And we were on the, that bridge and um what bridge was it? Westminster Bridge. Westminster Bridge. And it was yeah. just so, so cold and obviously Keris doesn't wear much clothes. I was so cold. Oh, it was no. like four o'clock in the morning, I was freezing. Yeah. <laughs> it was like <laughs> yeah. And then you'd they'd be like, Go cold. and you just have to like firm it for yeah. a few minutes <laughs> and then afterwards you'd be freezing again. Aww. I was like, ah, I'm firm up. Yeah, man, that was that was chilly. I was obviously directing to have clothes on, but yeah. yeah, you were you were in trouble. No coats, not much know. clothes, just cold. I don't know what the worst feel, scene I've had to film. It's hard to pick. Know. It's hard to it? pick. There's been a few, a few, um, but but anything with water, anything with yeah. water where your feet are getting wet and your clothes are wet, and then you have to change and do it again. It's yeah. just horrible, horrible. So that stuff, Chesa. Uh, another one from uh, Tom and Crouch. And I know it's so expensive to go to the cinema near my house. It's like fifteen quid for an adult ticket, but I want to support British films. How so, mate? I don't know what to tell you, bro. Find a cine world and get an expensive. unlimited ticket. There you go. Find a Cine World. A thank you, Cine World. You yes, should now become you. a sponsor of this show, by the they way, guys. You should also give me my start working on that ticket for Cine free. World. Um, <laughs> and you should get, you know what? I'm, I'm serious. You guys start looking at that. Get also, Lucy free tickets because we should a film reviewer and get Cine no, World to sponsor the damn show. Um, I, I, I get, I pay £17.50 a month and I rip, I literally rinse, rinse the shit out of it. Yeah. I really do. I, I go twice a week, probably sometimes more. So there you go, so Tom. That's a good advice for Tom. Tom. But also, a lot of cinemas have have like a cheap night they so do like, so find out um, which you, cinemas near you have your I'm cheap night I'm not surprised Shanika knows that by the way I'm, a, I'm Thursday. frugal that's why <laughs> yeah. I am it's frugal is that what yeah. you call it yes. hashtag Scrooge hashtag Scrooge <laughs> hashtag Scrooge um, so Tom find your cheap night that Shanika could probably tell you about um, <laughs> uh, at your local or your or deals get your deals like Lucy's yeah. got her her, her unlimited world, card unlimited thingy. card yeah. um, alright and then what else Lucy what else quickly what, what else have I been watching? Yeah, Wonder Woman. You, no, no I haven't been to see that yet. Is that um, I will yet? go this weekend. Is it out this weekend? Yeah. I, I do sort of want to see it, but I, I kind of have to. Really. No, I've got to see I kind of want to see it, and I I don't, see I'm it, not like a Marvel I will, I, like, yeah. kind I mean, of fan. I, I, I am, but DC. I will. Yeah, it's... 
Oh, I'm not kind of like a superhero comic book, superhero yeah. Comic book. Yeah. Yeah. but I want to see it. I want to see a see woman it. it's been the first one and just yeah. quickly before I go to a track before we come back yeah. now that you guys are here what we saying about this Jessica Chastain thing what do you guys feel about the women I, not represented properly at Cannes I loved what she said it was so eloquent and succinct what she was saying mm. how she put it to um, the panel yeah. and hopefully it will get people thinking because she was talking about the fact that the representation of women she'd watched so many films and it was really disturbing to her the representation of the kinds of women that she was seeing in these films and yeah. not the kind of people that she knows in her real life and I can totally relate to that yeah. and I think to be it's fair, important she, that yeah, she Yeah, she, she always does a, a good job she, yeah. she is very eloquent and she know she knows her shit yeah and she's great she, I love yeah, her love she her. doesn't shy away from saying what she wants to say does she yeah I, like I think that. that I think there needs to be. I think the key is more female writers and female directors. Oh, definitely, yeah. it, it, it's not female directors. Definitely, I, I think that that's that's a key component mm. in this because I bet you most of those films she watched were yeah. directed yeah. by men, probably, and, thing, and written, and written, by, written yeah. by men. And the thing is, I try. Even I try. I've written mm. Four Fifty One. I've written Fast yeah. Girls. You know, I try. But if you're not, I, you, as much I'm, a, and you guys know me, I'm a feminist and all that totally. kind of shit, right? Mm. But you can't always if you're not a woman you can't always get it no, right and yeah, that's yeah. not and that's not a stupid thing as in because you're not gay and black you can't write about gay and black no, people no, you can write whatever mean. you like but there's certain nuances and certain Definitely. things and certain things that you guys know that I just can't know yeah. but I think you do you do a good job right? you do a good job women. and you do take on um, advice if people are telling you something you you will listen and try and incorporate that where I guess some of these other writers yeah. and directors think they know it all and won't and won't yeah, yeah. Yeah, so someone says, yeah, we're talking about the Betra Wallace test, which you've talked about and said that mm -hmm. even Brotherhood just about passed it. You know, <laughs> I see your little cheeky interview. Like, I should text her about that. So the Betra Wallace test asks whether a work of fiction features at least two women or girls who talk to each other about something other than a man or a boy. Mm. And I think obviously that stuff's important, but mm -hmm. yeah. you know, until we have more female directors mm -hmm. and female Absolutely. writers that are writing female stories yeah. that, but that men want to see as well as women. Yeah. Also, commissioners as well, and because as yeah. many female writers and directors as there are, if the commissioners are not putting them in a position where their films are getting made or getting funded and given that push, then yeah. then they'll just the, be there, there and still not yeah. being seen. Mm. All right, listen, I'm loving this. We're going to go to one more track, and then we're going to come back for the last few minutes and wrap it all up. And this track is "Window Shopper" by Fifty Cent mm. oh, from nice. the film starring Fifty Cent. Get rich or die nice. trying. Yes, 50 Cent. I'm cutting that early because we're just yeah. having a nice little chat in here. So, what? We, just just to end on, any, anything else we should be watching coming up? Netflix, anything like that? Well, season three of a lovely TV show called Kingdom started. Oh, the man, don't even get me. Do you know, the weird thing is, I love, that show. I love MMA, but I've yet to watch Kingdom because no, I don't want to get drawn in. No, I do. It. I'm an MMA fan. I do training. I wasn't, I, but I, I am now. I do, tra I do <laughs> the training. Time. I do the training. I, I got friends that are in MMA. See, I know My, my friend is the middleweight champion of the world, Michael exactly. Bisping. Whenever I, haven't I watch it, show I think of you and I think, why the hell do you not watch it? But then I also flip it around and think, you know the world of MMA. Yeah. You know, and you love it so much and you might watch it. How I met Michael originally was I wrote an MMA film that's how yeah. I met him originally ah. um, which has never been made and then since we've written a female one comple yeah. completely different movie as well which um, I would love to but see but the, the male one like we you know we're, we're looking at making these films we're looking at making these films so you know that's that's uh, that's you a hope that will get, happen get on Kingdom if you can the only issue is it's only on Virgin Media in this country mm. it's and, mm. and also this is, the, this is the final 
season as well. Mm-hmm, um, there was some corporate bullshit. It wasn't about ratings or anything. It I'm just not even lying. I'm a Sky man. I'm a Sky Netflix. Has well, I was watching. Um, what's that? American American Gods. American Gods. Yeah, I started watching that. Watching yeah, you're that. liking it because aren't you? yeah, because Jonathan Tucker, who is in Kingdom, right? Um, he was Loki Lie Smith in the first episode of American Gods. Well, you his wife or something? Like. <laughs> I, I wish I was. I love him. But yeah, I, I stalk him, so I know what he does, and I, that he's the reason why I started watching American Gods, and I'm glad I did because then I discovered that Ricky Will's in it. Ricky hey, you know, amazing, and I feel so proud of him. You know, coming yeah. from Hollyoaks and, and working so yeah, hard, and, well. and, yeah, and, yeah, and now. Oh, he's the he's star of the show like, amazing, amazing. Yeah. What, amazing what a cool guy yeah. and it's so weird and so messed up and it's just amazing I love it yeah it's, it's so stylish it's very awesome it's on Amazon isn't it yeah yeah, yeah on Amazon Prime oh man these people must think I'm just like shit money like I've got money to just be spending <laughs> on all these on all these every streaming service Abby's got a hand but yeah out. go on Kingdom if you can it's, it's the third and final season at the moment but it's it's full of brilliantly choreographed fights and you know sex scenes and and violence and drugs and all the, all the good stuff you want you know yeah, we'll do it. we're gonna do and that good after drama. I've got my computer here. yeah good drama okay well g- mate listen and just to sign off how are we feeling about women in the industry and what what, what, what do you want to see happening in the future I want to see more women in positions of power like Definitely. we were saying people. but how do we get the girls there how do we get them there I think there needs to be more initiatives um, perhaps to encourage people into other positions in the industry rather than just that they wouldn't normally screen. pursue yeah. and it's not nor- you know like, and knowing like about the different say, roles yeah. that there are like like script supervisor script editor things like that knowing that those, there are these roles it's not just being in front of the camera it's not just being in front of the camera behind the camera going on yeah. just yeah. other things that they can see, then because women get in. are still massively underrepresented Hugely. in every section of the industry yeah. Yeah. which brings me full circle to why Emma Watson's award thing is not a good idea no it's not yeah I don't think it's a good no. idea I, I get where idea. she's coming from get as I was saying yeah, yeah, yeah. I get where she's coming from but I think she is not taking into consideration her privileged position no. in the industry and all the people that are marginalised for whatever reasons disability race sexuality they're not going to yeah. be getting the same level that she'll be getting yeah. so she might get nominated for these these um non-gender binding yeah. um, awards but the other people are not so they're, they're, they're gonna just going to be forgotten it's they're just going to be seven and to one. four mm. men yeah uh, women outnumbered seven so, to one yeah. so we love you we love what you're doing yeah. we love what you're about we love your, your stances on a lot of things but that is one thing we don't agree with I think they yeah. need to have all the awards categories Definitely. just to make sure that people are actually getting what they need yeah. and guys being recognised won the first one yeah. exactly well that's just politics isn't it but yeah. you know what I love you guys I'm actually really enjoying this show and uh, I could talk for another hour yeah. with you guys about yeah. this stuff and maybe what one day we should just do a show where we address these issues yes, but definitely. for right now we've got to sign off Lucy mm-hmm. Patterson I love you thank you for coming love in you. Shanika I love you for years I love you loads you know me and my little sister no. thank you for coming in I'm not happy that you were late I know I, know, know, but I made, it, it. I made it but now we're going to end with a song from a film another film that you and I both star in I directed we all love it's our main man Stormzy with Brotherhood Lovely. from Brotherhood this has been Background yeah. Show and I'm out bitch bye <laughs> If you enjoyed this podcast, please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes.